Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the last row as well as the bottom of the playlist with Vanilla Wafers. And this is the Field Filler Podcast. Now, I know, I know, we've only had two episodes this week. One on Monday, one on Friday. What happened to Wednesday? Are you a lazy f*** again? No, no, I have a legit good reason. In fact, I got two good reasons. And when I mean good reasons, I mean they are slightly bullshit. But I will still give them to you guys. Number one, I was out of town for Memorial Day. And I was going to stay there for the next few days with my family. And my dumbass forgot to bring my recording equipment. And I didn't want to record on a phone because the quality here is already mediocre. I don't need it to go any lower. So literally my first excuse is because I don't have anything to record. So (laughs) the second one should be a bit, bit better. And my second reason is we didn't have a race on Wednesday because of rain. Because the DW curse is still holding strong in the 2020 season so i had to wait till thursday to watch the race and i thought to myself well might as well just wait until friday to post an episode on the results so here we are i hope you buy that reason if not it's okay my viewership will drop once again and i'll have to change my name to something else maybe um bum car mcgee with momo momo would you like that e no sir well you know it was a thought that count but anyways we got a lot to talk about we're gonna first do a quick results of the 5k then we're gonna look at some bums and then some picks for bristol and then whatever the hell i want to throw into in as short amount of time as possible let's get into it All right, we went to Charlotte Motor Speedway once again, and we had bad weather once again. And it looked like we had 15 lead changes among eight drivers and seven cautions for 37 laps. So a little bit entertaining. Wasn't um, nearly as boring as the Coca-Cola 600. Hint, hint, NASCAR, do 500K from now on, except for Crown Jewel events. I love that idea because this racing was actually good. It wasn't like the Coca-Cola 600 where one guy dominated the first half of the race because no one else gave a damn whether they would lead that part or not. So Chase Elliott, uh, first off, let's talk about him. He was the one who finally got the victory at Charlotte after probably the shittiest luck I've ever seen in the last week, getting taken out by Kyle Busch and then also having his teammate give him the screw down with two laps to go where he finished third. Finally gets a victory. No Coca-Cola 600, but it's still a close second. At least he's now locked in. He led 28 laps. He is the winner of the Thursday's race that was supposed to be on Wednesday, the Alsco Uniforms 500. Finishing second was Denny Hamlin in the number 11. Finishing third, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing fourth was Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the number 47. That one was a shocker. Rounding up the top five was the number one of Kurt Busch. Finishing sixth was the number 22 of Joey Logano. He won the first stage. He is credited with six. Finishing seventh was the number two of Brad Keselowski with a damaged car. Finishing eighth was the number three of Austin Dillon. Finishing ninth was the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. And rounding out the top 10 was the number four of Kevin Harvick. Finishing 11th, we have the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. 12th place was the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing 13th was the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. 
Finishing 14th, we have the rookie, Tyler Reddick, in the number 8. Finishing 15th is the number 21 of Matt DiBandetto. 16th is the number 14 of Clint Boyer. 17th, we got the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 18th, another rookie, the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 19th is the number 32 of Corey LaJoy. And rounding out the top 20 is the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Matt Kent is in the number 42, finished 23rd. Finishing near the back was the number 29 of Kyle Busch, or finishing 29th was the number 18 of Kyle Busch. He got into some problems with a flat tire, which put him a couple laps down. He was never able to recover. Alex Bowman was dominating the most of the race, and he was actually doing pretty good until he hit the wall trying to catch up to Kevin Harvick. He finished 31st, and a guy who was actually having a good run, and then it fell apart at the end, was the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. He finished 37th, and Garrett Smithley is another driver who did not complete a lap in a race as the number 53 car was finished 40th after wrecking his teammate. So that is the final results for the Thursday race, the top 20, and some noticeable drivers in the back. We're going to make it a little bit shorter now because I realize it takes me forever to go through the full 40 field. I know it's only 40 names, but holy cow, I am slow with the names. I'm tired of the podcast as being half about the results, and that's about it. So now as far as the racing goes, first off, the weather is really screwing with us right now. I don't know why. Watch Bristol. It's going to rain again. They're not going to race till Monday. Martinsville is going to be a Friday race, and then Atlanta is going to have a tornado. I'm quoting it right now. That is my predictions. My predictions haven't been the best right now, but that's my predictions right now. I'm putting money on that, that that's going to happen. But besides that, the racing was a lot better. I mean, we could definitely see with cars that had the short-term and the long-term running cars, and And that's always great to have as far as racing goes because when all the cars are the same, it is a joke. And also, it looked like for the most part, staying up front wasn't absolute key. Like, don't get me wrong, it was still really hard to pass and the leader did have much of an advantage. But not nearly as much as the Coca-Cola 600. So I'm a little bit happy about that. I really still do like the track compound that has really helped on opening up more lanes and now I know why they started to do that last year. Hopefully they keep doing that as far as tracks go but overall it's the distance. Let's be honest, we have as much of an attention span as a goldfish. I mean when I go on YouTube and I see a video that's like 22 minutes long I'm like Mm-mm, no way I'm watching that. I'm going to find me a 30 second video because I don't have as much of an attention span as I used to. The races aren't that exciting enough anymore. With this way at least we get action-packed racing it's no longer the cars are trying to outlast each other they all last this about the same it's no longer the different tire wears or different engine wear or anything like that they're all about the same so there's no reason for it to be that long anymore we'll see if they look into that and hopefully midweek racing has been pretty fun to watch for sure we'll we'll just see what happens hopefully they take an eye at this and they go hmm interesting but only time will tell now let's move on to my picks All right, guys, are you guys ready for my picks? I changed them up. So last week, or last race, excuse me, uh, for the Coca-Cola 600, I had Barn Tricks Jr., Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Alex Bowman, and Ryan Blaney, and then I benched Kevin Harvick. Did really good until Jimmy Johnson got disqualified for whatever the hell it was. I can't even remember what exactly he screwed up on, but he gave me a 40th place with no uh, stage points, 
and I only got 170 points overall. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna put William Byron in there because he's on the poll. Then I'm gonna put Chase Elliott because he's angry. And then I'm gonna put Tyler Reddick because he's a rookie. And then I also switched out Kevin Harvick for I do believe it was Brad Keselowski. And I decided to garage Brad Keselowski, which was an idiot move on my part because I thought the damage was gonna take him out of it and he was gonna finish like 27th. No, he finished in the top 10 and it was like, son of a bitch, he would've gave me points. I put in Alex Bowman who screwed up near the end cause he hit the wall trying to catch up to Kevin Harvick. So instead of getting like a top three, he gives me a 31st place finish with only 20 points. Yay! And then I picked William Byron thinking he's going to be on the pole. He's probably going to get a stage one win, at least finish in the top 10. He finishes 12th, yes, but Corey LaJoy just lubed up his butthole and just rammed right into the side of him, took him out of contention of winning that race. It was like, come on! And Martin Trex Jr., I thought that was a safe bet to go with. He didn't do anything. Finally got a top 10 at the end, but uh, no stage points. It was just like, damn it. Well, let's see how Tyler Reddick did. He was going to be my wild card pick, so he's going to do good. Nope, he finishes 14th. And it's like, gosh dang it, I should have went with Austin Dillon. There's no way in hell I would have went with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Still, I was just like, you freaking bum. I now say something bad about you. Now you're going to act like you're Mr. Superstar now on a non-restricted play track. Really? You're going to make me look bad? I got only a couple uh, listeners for this podcast. And I'm going to lose half of them because of you. You really hate me, bro. You really hate me. Um, And Ryan Blaney, I don't know why I benched him. He was doing good. And I was just like, nope, not going to use him. And he freaking got a top three. I I don't know. I I screwed up really bad. I did do better than the Coca-Cola 600, but by seven points. And none of my guys got disqualified. So you guys really shouldn't be listening to me anymore, according to those picks. Like, holy hell. At least I didn't go with Bubba Wallace or Kyle Busch. Those were the only two good factors that I did throughout this entire thing. Everything else sucks. I'm like in 10,000th rank or something like that right now. So I really need to pick it up at Bristol. So here's my ideas for picks as far as Bristol goes. Okay. First off, like I said, once again, as I always say, not bad idea to go with a Joe Gibbs driver. Most noticeably, Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin won the last race and he usually gets good finishes at Bristol. And Kyle Busch, Bristol is his track. So if you put Kyle Busch on your list, that's really a good pick to go with. He usually wins most of those races. He's won three of the last five. So he wouldn't be a bad pick to go with, obviously, if you want a really safe one, if you still have enough picks for him. Another one, like I said, if you want to use Denny Hamlin again, Denny Hamlin's been on fire. However, there's been some races where he was not a factor at all, and he finishes between 10th and 20th. So, Kyle Busch would be more of a better pick to go with out of those two cars, but it wouldn't hurt really that bad to go with Denny Hamlin, because he usually does good. You are going to be playing more of a risk. Ford would definitely be Matt Benedetto. This is Matt Benedetto's track. If you do want to use someone who you haven't probably used that much, he's definitely a good one to go with. This is one of his favorite tracks. He did amazing last time they were here. He did amazing in the number 83 car, and Paul Menard has been doing really good at Bristol when he was driving the number 21 machine. Would not be a bad idea to go with him. 
Another guy to go with would actually be Clint Boyer in the Ford. Clint Boyer usually will get you a top 10. I know he's a little bit risky to use, but in the last five years, out of those races, four of them, he finished in the top 10, usually the top eight. There was one race where he didn't, but he still finished, I think, 17th. So that could be another driver. If you're running low on picks with some of your top guys, that would be a good one to go with. And as far as a Chevy goes... Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, or Chase Elliott. Kurt Busch has actually been really good in that number one car. In the number 41 car, he didn't really do that great over there, but with the Chip Ganassi move over when you had Kyle Larson who dominated there, obviously he's not racing there anymore with that team. Kurt Busch would be a good one to go with. He usually gets a top 10. Jimmy Johnson, even though he's been struggling in that number 48 car the last couple of years, he would always manage to turn a top 10 at Bristol. Uh, last time they were there, he didn't really do that good, but he did finish four laps down. I think he got into an accident. And Chase Elliott, if you haven't used up too many picks yet, he's always a good one to go with, either in the number 24 or the number 9. He's always done good there. I don't know if he's really been a, the top contender to win the race, but he usually pulls out a top 5. So if you're looking for wild card picks, definitely Matt Benedetto would be a good one. Kurt Busch, or Clint Boyer. I would say those are some good ones. Maybe some good sideline ones to also have would be Jimmy Johnson and Denny Hamlin. But if you want to play it safe with some guys that you know is going to do good, definitely Kyle Busch, Joey Logano in the number 22. I haven't mentioned him too much, but he does good here as well. Or Chase Elliott. Let's see how my picks do this time. Hopefully I do better than 170. Woohoo! Oh gosh. Please tell me I do better. Ugh. Sounds like Rick Rare Racing right there. But speaking of Rick Rare Racing, the number 53 and number 51, they have to be the first bums on this list. Oh, yeah, when you hit the hear the sh sounds, yes, it is time for the bum segment. Hopefully, you guys got that figured out by now. But number 53 and number 51 of Garrett Smithley and Joey Gase. First lap of the race, turns three and four. They take each other out as teammates. And the number 53 does not even complete one lap. Are you freaking kidding me? Ricky Stenhouse was, I thought, was going to be the only driver this year to not finish a lap. And then Garrett Smithley is just like, move over. I'm going to slide in those DMs of being an absolute bum. That's exactly what he did. Garrett Smithley, uh, stay in the Xfinity for now because, holy hell, that is a bad result. And Joey Gase, <laughs> you are absolute garbage at Charlotte. I don't know what else to tell you. You get into an accident on the first lap, and then at the Coca-Cola 600, you finish 10 laps down, and you spun out. Denny Hamlin started the race 8 laps down, and he still managed to beat you at the end. Like, holy hell, Rick Rare Racing. Get it together. Now I know why you dropped the number 52 number and went to the number 27, because obviously you're racing to finish 51st, 52nd, and 53rd out of a 40-car field. Next driver on the bum list is number 77 of J.J. Yaley. It doesn't matter where J.J. Yaley is. He's going to guarantee you a 35th place finish or worse. And the reason why he's on the list right now, yes, it is Spire Motorsports. But Ross Chastain got a top 20 with the number 77 car. J.J. Yaley steps into this car and it's absolute garbage again. I don't get why J.J. Yaley gets all these rides and all these full-time deals unless he's jerking off every sponsor he gets that's why they keep sponsoring him or they see their number every single time he's getting thrown a lap down because he's usually the first one to go a lap down I don't know what it is but he needs to be on this bums list because he turns whatever he touches turns to crap so JJ Yaley once again welcome back to the bums list 
Next driver on this list is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. This is his first time on the list. Well, why is he on here, you ask? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. It's because he spun out to the checkered flag. He was actually going to get an adequate finish, and then he decided to say, nope, I'm going to spin out on the grass because I can't get the victory. I'm going to do my own version of a burnout, and he finishes back in 25th place. Sorry, Michael McDowell, but when you spin out on the final lap and you come through the checkered flag going backwards, that's automatic bum territory. I don't even care who you are. Round of applause for these bums. These are some high quality bums. Definitely the ones you find on the side of the street, bum quality. But now it is time to find out who the ultimate bum is. Today's sponsor for the ultimate bums list is the seven truck teams that were not able to even get a chance to run the race because they had 47 cars enter for the race and they decided to tell those seven to shove it up their asses, they're not going to race. So they are the ultimate bum sponsors. But let's find out who is the cream of the crap. Who is a driver that would take more right turns than left turns at a racetrack? Who is the ultimate bum? We have ourselves a winner. And your winner in this week's Ultimate Bum is Omar Jimenez from CNN for getting arrested for doing a news coverage of the Minnesota riots. Yes, it was reported at 5 a.m. on Friday morning while he was doing some coverage of the riots going on. The police looked at him, decided to whip out their dicks and say, you're under arrest. Feast your eyes on my one-eyed snake as we handcuff you. And that will conclude today's segment on the bums. Um, hopefully at Bristol I get more of a positive result as far as my picks go. And hopefully the racing is more exciting than the Coca-Cola 600. I personally think it is because it's honestly going to be a short track. So definitely going to be a lot more exciting than a mile and a half race. So that will conclude today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes that you have of today, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.